UFO. the statements of the athletes, but hold on, man, hold on. I'm just going to have to assume, but based on what he said, he was not an athlete. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. No. I think I think that's a reasonable assumption. We don't need to Google that. So no. the, the video that came out a few weeks ago or something, I guess, said he had a conversation with some kid at a restaurant, a high school kid at a restaurant, talking about the kid had D2 offers, but he didn't want to post the offers because he was, for lack of a better term, ashamed of the offers. And he wanted to wait till he got yeah. some D1 offers. And then he was trying to tell this man that it was cool or that he shouldn't be ashamed because when you add it all up, they offering him things that are equivalent to a Lamborghini and a Maserati as far as cost of education goes. And he he uh, he attributed that value to other material things. But I think, not think, I know he's disconnected from the athlete's perspective as it relates to having D1 offers versus D2 offers. But I'm, I'm gonna leave it at that for right now. What you got, dog? <laughs> Oh, shit. No. Uh, we'll put it in simple terms, right? Because okay. if I'm if I'm looking to get hired and a company offers me, let's say I'm looking to make six figures, but a company offers me 50 grand, mm -hmm. I'm not going into my next interview telling them like, hey, my best offer so far is 50 grand. <laughs> like, this is not... Like, so, so if I'm looking for a D1 offer, right. I'm going to let them look at me and give me their value right. instead of them just going, hey, only people looking at him is D2 schools. <laughs> like, like yeah. I'm going to let them come to the table with the offer. Yeah, you know? And I'm going to post only D1 offers just to inflate the value. That's that's facts. Because a, a, a lot of being an athlete is marketing. And I think that's a lot of yeah. what that that's a lot of what actual athletes miss because they were groomed to just only see the performance side of things. And that's what a lot of non-athletes don't understand at all. Um just because it's yeah. like, yeah, like you run fast, you jump high, you jump far, you're strong or whatever, you, you, you should be good to go. Like not if no one knows who you are, right? Especially in this age of, of social media, you almost have to, you almost have to play that game of making yourself look better than what you are. Even if you are cold, you have to like make yourself this godly like yeah. figure and portray that image for people to want you, right? Um, but man, plies just sound like yeah. he's speaking from like an old school hood nigga standard of you better take what you get and get on up out of here, you know, <laughs> type frame, which is <laughs> is hard it's hard to blame him for, it, but people shouldn't speak on what they don't understand. I'm almost I'm gonna stick by that shit. Yeah. And I listen. I I think that his perspective, because uh, I think the uh, the Instagram 
post that you sent me was a little bit more enlightening than the the that rant. <laughs> the clip. The but clip. Like, the clip. Because the clip was the clip was basically just like settle, you know what I mean? Take what you can get. And it's like, again, to each their own, right? So if you're someone who's not necessarily built for that mission, then cool. Like, accept what you like, that's your lane. But for a lot of people who are trying to maximize their value for their athletic talents, it's like, that's a big misstep, you know, because mm-hmm. it's a business. I mean, you're walking into a business, like literally it's a billion a dollar industry. For sure. And you got to sure. be able to leverage yourself to get your little, whatever it is, 80 grand, $200,000, whatever that value is, you need right. to squeeze as much out as you can. Right. You know? Nah, that's, that's fact. You know? So... So the so the meme or the post that I sent you was really about plies backing up. I guess not necessarily backing up, but continuing his statements to say that athletes shouldn't just be in school trying to stay eligible and be athletes. They should make sure that they majoring in something that's going to set them up for the future and help pay them a lot of money and all that all that kind of stuff. But once again there's a hard disconnect of being an actual athlete that of course he doesn't understand. And I think a lot of it relates to athletics being a business, you know, especially when you make it to the college level. Yeah. I, I think it's more of a business. I would argue that it's more of a business at the college level than it is at the professional level. Mm. I don't know if I'd say it's more. I just think that you have, um, I think there's less money and there's less uh, tools on the side of the athlete, right? Where it's like you have NCAA, you know, stipulations. You have a number of games that you have to play. You have, you know I mean? You got school, you got a schedule. Like you can be getting hold as a professional athlete, but still be a millionaire. Mm -hmm. Like you get hold as a college athlete, it's a whole deal. Like you're not just walking out with life changing money. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's um, and, and I, I mean I and and that's and that's why I said and that's why my opinion is that I feel like collegiate athletics is more of a business and more of a thing that you have to juggle seriously or take more seriously than professional athletics because yeah. if you're a professional athlete and you get cut you know, you still gonna walk out with a minimum of a few thousand dollars to your name. If you're a baseball player, you're gonna walk out with shit, fuck around and walk around with a few million dollars and you can ride the bench the whole damn time. But as a collegiate athlete, you don't perform or you fell a class or you get in trouble or you get caught up doing some goofy shit. You get your scholarship cut, you get kicked out of school, you get sent back home, you at ground zero. Like within a matter of a day. So it's definitely tough, man. And I mean, the stakes, it's not easy. Yeah, the stakes are different. I mean, I'm, you know, uh, you know, I came to school ran track, but had I, uh, I think I've told you, I might have told you, but like, mm-hmm. you know, I think around my freshman year, um, cause I was, you know, uh, in school high jumping. And I remember mm-hmm. one day I was out there just dunking and mm-hmm. the basketball coach came up to me and was like, hey, do you play basketball? I'm sitting, you know, I, track brought me to school. Basketball is what I've played forever. Right. And I was sitting there like, yeah, you know, I played. That's like, that's what I do. Like, I've been playing ball. And he was like, oh, okay, you should da-da-da-da. And come out in this. And I remember at the time, 
because track and field what brought me to college, I didn't understand that business aspect. I was like mm-hmm. a loyal. I was just like, hey, they brought me here. They this. And then I didn't realize the math of like, hey, track got like 40 athletes in 12 scholarships. And basketball got 20 athletes in 15 scholarships. Right. Like, maybe if you've done that, I mean, just a season got my skills back. And then, like, that's a better path business-wise. Plus, just the swag would be better. Yeah, that that just would have been a better opportunity. Man, yeah. when you got presented with that shit, I, I probably didn't know you yet. Honestly, because I because I would no, I think that was pre like because yeah. I would have told you to quit. <laughs> <laughs> I would have told you to quit the goddamn track team. Um, honestly, I had I had a similar run in because you know we went to the same university and our university has been known to house plenty of multi multi sport athletes, two sport, three sport. You know, probably, you know, way back in the past with three sports, but for sure two sports. Like we're known to have two sport athletes at the school. And I also went there for track. But shit, halfway through my first semester, I got the same conversation in the weight room about football. And I'm like, hey, man, I I immediately went and started asking questions. They was like, shit, if you want to play, go play. That's where the money at. (laughs) Said shit, well, sign me up. Let me go clean out this little red locker over here and go put my shit in this little wood cabin. <laughs> and then I'm good. They're going to stay on the football team as long as I fucking can. But that that in itself, like the opportunity perspective in sports, just outside of the money, because regardless of how much, you know, back supplies is clipped, Regardless of how much the education at the school costs, they set that price. That's not necessarily the worth. You know what I mean? Like people can argue that they've been to trade school for a fifth of the price and have received more value. Or people didn't go to college at all and just took over the family business and are millionaires. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, like going to Alabama costs this much and going to Howard Payne costs this much, you know, and it's just like, no, nah, that's that's day money. You know what I'm saying? You have to look at the overall, like holistic decision to go to that school and what they have to offer you, you know, from an, a student perspective and an athlete perspective. For sure. And I think it's, it's difficult because you know, and I'm someone that like had both parents in my life and had, you know, a number of things that a lot of athletes might not necessarily have. But even with that social infrastructure, I still didn't feel comfortable making business decisions. Cause that's a whole other level of thinking and asking a, you know, 17, 18 year old to make these kinds of decisions. It's almost, <clears throat> It's, you know, it's obviously you're like, you're an adult, but that's a child, you know what I mean? That's, that's a, a person at a prom, like two months before they went to school. Like it's, right. you know what I mean? It's just, that's not someone who's built to do it. And I, I can say personally, I just didn't, even sometimes in business, you have to just be aware of the resources that are available to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And even like your move of like, hey, here's, a, here's an opportunity. Let me go take this to the coaches. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think that way. Like, I didn't even think about, like, in my brain, I played it out without even thinking, like, 
oh, maybe you could just go talk to somebody and see like what they think about it. Or like, maybe like to me, it was just like, oh, that's disloyal to go play a different. That was just how I saw it at the yeah. time. But then realizing yeah. like, one, you know, some business shit, they, you don't really owe them nothing. But then two, it's like, things can be worked out. You could be a dual sport athlete. You could be a, you know what I mean? There's, there's, op- there's options outside of what you might imagine. And when you're young, it's hard to envision a world in a perspective outside your own. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think, I think what helped me make that decision when I was at Houston was that I, I was a transfer from Texas State and I had started my college career at another university and had two years of that business experience of performing, getting my scholarship cut or reduced, you know, going through the gauntlet of injuries and them treating you like, a, you know, like a number and not a person, you know, so I'm just like, okay, well, I've already had experience to see what happens to you as soon as you don't perform at a high level or high level to their standard of you on paper. And they just disregard who you are as a person and you got your own bills and you got meal plans and you got a family back home. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, when I transferred, I was already two years in the game of like, okay, I know what's going down here. So when I got presented the option to play football, I was like, well, the worst they can tell me is no. And that's a better move. And then in my mind too, just on some stunting shit, I'm like, if I'm on the football team and running track, y'all gonna want to put that in somebody's article or some shit, right? Like that's that's a thing to discuss. And that's yeah. good for, you know, media relations or some shit for the university. So just let's, brand new. right, yeah, let's do it, you know? Let's do it. Um, but yeah, yeah. to um to Plaza's comment about uh degree plans and majors and shit like that like man the reality of being an athlete regardless of your sport but especially the bigger sports like especially the 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 big three right um you know basketball football baseball it's like your whole day is that sport Mm -hmm. so you trying and i'm not saying it's not possible but there's a reality behind it so if you have a goal to be a high performance football or basketball player, and you also want to major in, I don't know, some super smart shit, what, like microbioengineering or whatever the fuck, what, what kind of life, what kind of lifestyle and schedule are you allowed to have at that point? And then how is that going to affect the mouth that's feeding you for lack of a better way to put it? Because if you're not performing on the court or if these classes are so challenging or they don't fit within your practice schedule, which is paying the bills for those classes, there's going to be a conflict of interest somewhere that doesn't allow you to do anything and then you end up back home anyway. So I think that's that's the reality of being an athlete that's missed. And I think people who are not in that realm think you just pick a school and then they just pay for everything with no stipulations or no performance, you know, um, assessment attached to it. And then you can just major in whatever the fuck you want and have whatever type of class schedule you want. Like, nah, you can only take, nigga, you go in the class from eight to 12. And then you might be able to go to class sometime after five, you know, or after 
or the last slot of the day for the curriculum, maybe at like six or six thirty or something for like an evening class, depending on what sports you play. But after that, that's it, homie. You don't get to go to classes all damn day and be an athlete and have them pay for everything. Hell no, that's not how they go. Yeah, I think well that that also comes down to again, like know thyself, right? Like mm-hmm. you have to understand. <laughs> There's so many things that way. You really well, one you. You need to understand your academic competence first and foremost right. right which is like a lot of athletes just ain't built to be pre-med hmm. and they know it and a lot of athletes ain't built to be micro like engineers and they know it but the reality is the inverse is every athlete ain't going to the pros hmm. and a lot of them know it too and so you have to understand what your position is there were some people on our team right hmm. uh who's only top accomplishment would be maybe getting points at conference. Right. Like maybe that was their purpose was, Hey, Hey, you're going to get points at conference. You ain't going to win an event. You ain't going to get top three, but you'll put some points on the board. Mm -hmm. And it's like, cool. So now you got to think within the structure of this, what is more valuable long-term, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and, and being able to structure your life around it because your life after track, it's going to be way more, way longer. But if I'm someone who's a division one football talent, who's destined to go to the league, you know what I mean? Just like, or has a high probability of going, I might be willing to sacrifice my education um, or, or the full investment in my education for the sake of that career. You know what I mean? And that's the whole point about it being a business. It's just like, you got to look at where am I going what are my current skills in both areas, educationally and, and athletically? And then which do I need to invest in? You know, what, what needs the most nurturing? Because what's going to bear the most fruit? You know, right. that's, that's it. But there's plenty of things, I mean, plenty of people that took. I mean, I, I remember one time, <laughs> one of my little, one of my little uh, uh, pre-revolutionary moments was, I forgot what, I forgot what this was, but I was somewhere looking at the majors of athletes. And it was like 500 athletes in uh, the school. And I found out that like 89 or 85% of the athletes all had three majors between them. And it was like health, kinesiology, and psychology. And I was just looking up, like, what can you do with these things? It was like, you can do nothing with these. Like, just to be honest, it was like, you can't do nothing with these without some bigger education. Like nothing that's gonna make you more than 50 grand. Yeah, no. And I was just sitting here like, all right, so that's 500 athletes. That's 80 people, you know, 80%. So that's like, you know, what is that? Uh, shit, like 400 people, basically, something like that. And I was sitting yeah. here like, so 400 of these people every four years cycling through that are not set up for success once right. they leave. You know, now teach their own, whatever you do, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, to me, I was like, Oh, shit. <laughs> hey, don't keep all that. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I got you, man. My fucking phone was still on loud. That was not on cue, but it, it happened on cue. <laughs> Alright, we back at it before we had our Celebrity guest appearance. <laughs> Nigga Spice Adams popped in. 
So yeah, bro, what you were saying about majors and like the top majors of athletes, you said psychology, health, and kines. Yeah, psychology, health, kines. Because I, I was looking at the, um, I think it was around like maybe my sophomore year or something around there where I was just inquiring about uh, just athletes and these majors that they were presenting. And I noticed that our school had like 500 athletes and I think like 80% of them had three majors, like one of three majors. It was just like, I ain't no, you know, I ain't no genius, but I don't think that all 80% of these people are just passionate about health, kinesiology, or psychology. It's just, it, it, you know, it spoke to me like it was a bigger game, you know? Yeah. And when you look into it, you just Google, like, like what can I do with X degree? Mm -hmm. That's you just Google, what kind of job can I get? And it'll tell you, like, you could be a PE coach. You could be, uh, mm -hmm. like, really, that's about it for a lot of these degrees. Even with psychology, it tells you really quickly, like, hey, you really can't do nothing with this unless you pursue higher education. Mm -hmm. And it just felt mm -hmm. like one of the things where, you know, people always talk about, like, oh, doctor or lawyer or whatever. But there's other majors that are mm -hmm. just as much work, but at least set you up for, uh, you know, it could be political science. Like it just sets you up for a different future, mm -hmm. you know? right? Like marketing, branding, business, whatever. You know, and these are it's just decisions that kids at seventeen, eighteen might not have the wisdom to make. Yeah. Uh, and at the time, all I had was questions. And and then the other thing, you you can always tell when like there's some shit going on when people get upset that you're asking questions. Mm -hmm. Like ain't no, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, hey, yeah, why, yeah, for why sure. Is it that like, yeah. why is it? Like, why? What why, is, why is my schedule pre-selected every semester? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, like wow. well, I thought I, I wanted to take that class. Oh, you can't take that class because I don't know that teacher. It's like, wait. Uh, right. Why do you uh, need to know that teacher? <laughs> why do you need to know my teacher for me to right. take that class? Ah, okay. You start asking them questions like kids inquiring about Santa Claus. Well, I start getting mad. Like, hold on now. You go, hold on now. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this nigga flies to every house in the world in one night. But um, so there's there's two things that I think all transitioning athletes need. And I think Plies kind of brought it to the front of my mind, listening to the clip and then seeing what he posted, is that I think all transitioning athletes need two things. First, they need to talk to someone who was actually an athlete. Because I think there's mm -hmm. so much reality behind being a collegiate athlete and going to that next level that you're not going to find on Google that you're not going to be able to read about anywhere or watch a video you got to sit down with someone who's who's actually been through the process and lived that life to tell you how it's going to be how it's going to feel what you're going to go through or not have to do or do or whatever so they can make a decision about what school they might they may want to go to or they can just know what to think about as they're filtering out their decision-making process. Because if you don't know shit, everything look good. Or, yeah. or everything looks bad, just depending on the person, right? It's like taking somebody to a fucking museum and they don't know shit about art. All of that shit look like whatever. 
But if you sit somebody <laughs> down and say, yeah, like this is Picasso and this is what he did and this is such, so, okay, now I, know, now I know what I'm looking at. I know how to make better decisions now or assess mm -hmm. it better now. So I think that's the first thing transition athletes need. The second thing is, and I think this will help with the whole degree plan process and life after sports, you know, regardless of if you're going to try to go pro or not is the transition athlete needs to take some type of professional strengths or some type of personal personality type assessment about themselves so that they can figure out how their specific skills, even if those skills aren't developed yet, right? Because we're talking about 17, 18 year old kids at this point. Even if those skills aren't necessarily developed, they can still take those free tests online to see how they may be built right or how they may think about shit or what they might be interested in based on their specific cognitive functions and emotional intelligence and all of that type of stuff so when they're getting into sitting down with their advisors to choose majors or take the next step they can be like hey like i took this test and they said i may be good at these types of jobs these types of jobs kind of fall into the category of this major right and then they can explore that uh, better from a base level than an advisor just putting someone in kinesiology when the whole time they asked needed to be majoring in fucking uh, criminal justice or something, you know? So I think those are the two yeah. things that they all need to do. Yeah. I feel and like that should that's be required. Yeah, and it's all, it's all learning yourself, right? Life is... One of the greatest gifts in life is finding your passion. Mm -hmm. And if you're lucky enough, you find it early in life. Mm -hmm. And for many athletes, and it's probably one of the biggest misconceptions about athletes, is people tend to confuse talent with passion. Mm -hmm. And there's a number of reasons why people play sports. You know, sometimes it's just, hey, this is how I receive love. <laughs> like, this is how I receive acknowledgement and value in society. You know, and some people it might be their passion, but they need to find ways to transition that passion once they can no longer play the game on an organized level. You know, and so it's about you understanding like, hey, am I really someone who cares about sports or am I someone who's just good at sports? You know, or or like what is the degree to which I'm both? And and what else are what are my other interests? And to your point, like that personality test is important, you know. Yeah, someone might be a great basketball player but maybe they also like working on cars you know right. and it's got to be there's got to be a, a a development on a deeper level about uh these kids basically so that they can go into the world and be more fulfilled human beings you know now most people you know the game is the game like most people are going to end up at some point working in an office work it's just the nature of our society currently but it at least gives you a better chance to have more tools to do for self and to go pursue and just to even have the baseline credentials to walk into the door of an opportunity that's aligned with your passions. Mm -hmm. Very true. I agree.